Good morning, Pilot. 7 o'clock. Thanks for starting your Thursday with us. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. From the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. National Signing Day yesterday. Great turnout last night at the Blue Moon for the Cover Mesa Signing Day event. I want to thank Miles Kochaver, also uh, Trevor Wickery, and uh, Trent Matthews. Likewise for uh, Devin Hickey and uh, Cash Walker and Nico Moreno for all uh, coming down and joining us uh, on the show last night. I want to thank Greg as well for being down there and Brad and Becky at the Blue Moon for being as always so hospitable. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed the tenderloin a lot. It is uh, is a world-class tenderloin. It'd be a five-star recruit there's no doubt about that we come to we come to talking about sandwiches but uh great turnout last night 47 players signed by Colorado Mesa and uh, coming up you'll hear from the three players here in the valley that signed with Colorado Mesa uh that being Cash Walker and Devin Hickey and also Nico Moreno so uh, we'll have that uh, for you also we'll talk with the voice of the Buffaloes Mark Johnson Cal and Colorado tonight. We'll have uh, Sunday's game with uh, see Stanford coming up on Sunday, correct? Yes. 4.30 for that one. Yep. So we'll have that coming up on on Sunday with uh, Mark Johnson on the call. But we'll talk about uh, Coach Prime and, and signing day. Though we have the early signing period. Yesterday is kind of the day now that it's official and mm-hmm. you kind of get some stragglers in. Cormani McLean, which is heck of a straggler to bring in right yeah just the best cornerback in the country five-star guy that uh, flipped his commit from miami to the cutterman of buffaloes he signed his letter of intent yesterday to play over in boulder so uh, we'll have some of that sound coming up with uh, coach prime also jay norvell very good recruiting class for the csu rams it's kind of overshadowed by what coach prime is doing Mm -hmm. but jay norvell's done a nice job and trying to retool that roster at Cairo State. So we'll have some sound from him coming up later on this morning. Reaction to Sean Payton becoming the Broncos' next head coach from Shannon Sharp. little uh, national take from uh, Shannon Sharp, former Broncos tied in the Hall of Famer. We'll have uh, that coming up at uh, top of the 8 o'clock hour with around the NFL as well. So we have a lot to get to. We had athletes signing out at Fruit Monument. I want to thank... Uh, our colleague Cake for going out there yeah. yesterday and did a bevy of interviews. We'll bring those to you. Uh, just uh, one thing, we will have the signing show from last night uh, up on the website sometime this morning, probably after 10.30. So if you didn't get to listen to it last night and listen to what Miles Cochaver had to say about this year's class, likewise for Trevor Wickery and, and Trent Matthews and the local Athletes that were there last night, uh, we'll have that up on the website for you to listen to if you didn't catch the show last night. But I want to thank Dave Yonke, folks over at Colorado Mesa once again, for uh, and Brad and Becky at the Blue Moon for having us out last night for the signing day event. So uh, something on your mind today in terms of signing day from yesterday, Colorado with wrapping up one of the most impressive classes that uh, we've seen in Buffs football history, I thought it was interesting <laughs> the description that uh, Charles Johnson, former Buffs quarterback, has of uh, Coach Prime. 
calling him the Black Bill McCartney. Can he bring that kind of success to Colorado? Like Coach McCartney did, like Coach Mack did when they won a they shared a national championship with Georgia Tech in 1990. Can he bring similar success? And I'm not saying necessarily winning a national championship. Mm-hmm. But getting the Buffs back to relevance, getting the Buffs back to being a top-tier team in the Pac-12, getting them to being a Pac-12 top-tier team. They've only really been there one time. That was the rise right? with Mike McIntyre. That was it. Philip Lindsay and, and those guys. And that's that's it. And so can, can he get the buffs relevant again? That'll be the challenge. At least uh, the ingredients that he's bringing in are going to give them the opportunity to do that. So if you got some some thoughts on signing day yesterday, uh, local athletes, like we mentioned, uh, a bunch of them signing, uh, a couple of them D1 uh, signees with uh, Kyla Selietta signing to play soccer at the University of Colorado, and um, Keen Bessert signed to be a, a long snapper at uh, University of Wisconsin. So we'll have that and more coming up this morning on the program. Text or call us 970-242-1340, the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. Great to have you with us this morning. Don't forget, you'll also have a chance later on this morning to uh, play the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is, of course, and to get qualified for our uh, B-dubs big game giveaway, Mm -hmm. the table for six, the 50 wings for the big game coming up February 12th. You'll get an appetizer at Buffalo Wild Wings. We'll do that later on this morning on the program. All right, 706. Any thoughts uh, about signing day yesterday for you? Like, how'd your, I mean, Ohio State Buckeyes, how'd, how'd it finish up for the Buckeyes yesterday? I, I, to be honest, I don't know. You didn't, you didn't, okay. No, I'm, sign, I, it's, it's weird now because there's the two. Signing day doesn't really do much for me. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that a little bit. That, and now that we got essentially two. Well, signing day is really every day because you have the transfer portal, you have the early signing right. period, you have signing day. And I've never really delved into the recruiting world. You know what I mean? Right. Like, once the class comes in and you get to spring practice, then I'll kind of start poking around at it. But for me, when it, uh, recruiting just, I mean, it, it's never really tripped my trigger, right? Especially, like for Ohio State, it's like, you know. You I know they're going to be okay. The one that came in was Quinn Ewers. Like, oh, this kid's going to be great. Now he's playing for Texas. Yeah. So... You know, it's one of those things to where I just never really, I don't really sit down and pour over scouts or 24-7 or anything like that. I know what you're saying. And and now that you have the December early signing period, you mm-hmm. have National Signing Day, it, it the transfer portal, yeah. it makes it, the landscape is different now. And those that win the recruiting wars are still the Alabamas, the Georgias. Mm-hmm. Th- those programs, Ohio State, those programs. Yeah. But for a program like Colorado, to have the 21st rated recruiting class in the country. That's big. That's huge for a program that has been lacking that kind of talent, that kind of recognition on the recruiting front. It, it for If you're a Colorado fan or a CSU fan, it probably means more than it does for somebody like you. That's mm-hmm. a fan of a team that is a perennial power that's always going to do well on recruiting day. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, it's nice to 
have the recruiting for for CU and to kind of have Coach Prime go over his entire, you know, pretty much what they are walking away from signing day with, which we'll have that coming up for Soundcheck. Just kind of his rundown of it, it's and pretty, it's an impressive kind of the historical nature of yeah. what CU has done. You know, for for schools like that, CU, CSU, you know, Mesa recruiting is a lot more interesting to me than it is Absolutely. to Ohio State recruiting because we've talked to these kids, right? We've covered these kids. We've watched them play to see them be able to go on is really cool. For the, you know, for Ohio State recruiting and recruiting on the D1 level nationally, I don't want to say it doesn't matter who Ohio State gets, but it doesn't really matter who Ohio State gets. You know what I mean? Right. Because the, like the you rich said, are going to continue to prosper. Right. It's the stories like Colorado, where they're they're finally getting some success mm-hmm. on the recruiting front. You know, and like if Ohio State got a one star kid, or Ohio State gets a five star kid, uh, okay, okay, that's great. <laughs> but Colorado, first time ever, they have two. Yeah. In Hunter and McLean, and that's if you're a Buffs fan, that's reason to celebrate. Right. That's something that. That has never happened in the history of the program. It absolutely is. Some schools, it's, hey, we got a five-star kid. Only one. And for other schools, it's, we got a five-star kid. This is great. And CU is kind of one of those schools. And the hope is, eventually, they'll get to the other category where it's like, hey, such and such brought in a five-star kid. Only one. You know what I mean? That becomes the hope. Co- becomes commonplace, not but they're holy not there cow. Yet. Yeah, and holy cow. It's incredible. But that- hopefully they're on their way. Now, back here, uh, we, we were talking last night with Trent Matthews, the Mavs defensive coordinator. Boy, boy guy that he was raving about. Jamel Acosta-Lewis, who is a six-foot, 190-pound safety from Caprock High School in Amarillo, Texas. That, um, boy, Trent was talking about a guy that in, in Lewis that may have a shot at starting as a freshman, the way Trent was talking about him. Kind of a Dual threat guy played on the on the offensive side of the ball as well. Two-way all-conference selection. He had 12 touchdowns. He had two interceptions last year. And and just listening to Trent talk about him, he was uh, very impressed. 47 guys. It's it's a huge class for Miles mm-hmm. Cochaver. Remember, Miles essentially started February 1. Yeah. And so, fortunately for him and his staff, they were able to have the opportunity to recruit like you normally get to recruit. Mm-hmm. And so it uh, certainly has been... An, it, it, Crockett Gilmore, who, of course, is from Texas, Mavs defensive line coach, former CSU Ram, former Baltimore Raven tight end, went down to Texas, did a lot of work recruiting down there with his connections with high school coaches. So a very fruitful recruiting class with uh, players from California, Colorado, Texas, or Utah that uh, the the uh, Maverick coaching staff has brought in along with the, the four Western Slope kids that uh, they were able to recruit. So anyway, well, a busy show today. A lot of interviews uh, from yesterday. Once again, I want to thank uh, Kate for going out to Fruto Monument to uh, interview some of the, the athletes that signed out there uh, with soccer and uh, women's wrestling as well. Uh, Apollonia Middleton signing with Colorado Mesa. So mm-hmm. we'll have some of that stuff coming up later on. Of course, Mark Johnson as well on the program this morning. All right, let's get to... What's happening? 
All right, and what's happening brought to you by our friends over at ComWest and at ComWest. They're your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. They're the ones that came in and put in a brand new phone system for us. It's fantastic. Also, they do uh, some of our uh, IT stuff as well, along with uh, our in-house IT department. Uh, They also provide surveillance, network support, cybersecurity, backup and disaster recovery, and more. Contact them today for your business uh, uh, needs uh, to make your business more efficient in terms of your internet. 970-242-8142. 970-242-8142. In particular, if you're looking for a new business phone system, give the folks at ComWest a call today. Second year, Colorado Mesa football coach Miles Cochaver and his staff added 47 new players on Wednesday and National Signing Day. Four of those players are from the Western Slope with the signing of Central Warriors Cash Walker and Devin Hickey, Palisades Nico Moreno, and Rifles Cade Street. Coach Aper says his staff wasn't focused on players who dominate the highlight reel. Everybody can make a highlight film. We've got to really dig in and do our homework, and it started right away last year as we got into our prospect camps this summer and team camps and being able to meet guys and evaluate them and get to know them on a personal level. CMU also signed Columbine High All-State Offensive Lyman Caden Butts and All-Conference Amarillo, Texas Safety Jamil Acosta-Lewis. Mavericks also landed two Central Warriors football players on National Signing Day. Warriors quarterback and defensive back Devin Hickey signed with the Mavericks, and he says his decision to play at CMU goes back to team camp. Going through the thought process, I was just considering Mesa ever since we went to the CMU football camp as a team. It was just a great program. I wanted to be a part of it, so and then when the day came, I just decided to become a Mav today. Hickey says he'll most likely play safety for the Mavericks. Tight end Cash Walker joins his high school teammate, and he says he hopes to fill the shoes of all Armac tight end Dagan Rinks. Having the opportunity to watch him these last couple of years, uh, me being a sophomore, junior, senior in high school, I've seen him develop as a player. It's been something that I've wanted to fill the role in maybe when I got to CMU. Not knowing that I was going to be there yet, but that's something that I want to do for sure. Mavericks also added Palisade defensive tackle Nico Moreno. The second team 3A All-State selection made his decision to become a Mav, and he says it came down to CMU and rival Western Colorado. You know, it was a it was a long, thoughtful process for me, you know. Having Western recruiting me, you know, it was a big decision between the two, but ultimately it came down to staying with family, you know, following what I wanted to do academic-wise and just the hometown feel, you know. Moreno helped lead the Bulldogs to the second round of the 3A playoffs. His teammate uh, Malachi Espinoza signing with uh, Western Colorado University. We hope to speak with him later on this morning. Also, Bulldogs linebacker Alexander Everett signing with Concordia College in Minnesota and Grand Junction Tigers linebacker uh, Dominic Carver signing to play at Western Colorado. We hope to have uh, uh, Dominic Carver on uh, later on this morning in the 9 o'clock hour. Also, Fruit of Monument soccer standout Kyla Selliet is now a CU buff. The Wildcats center back and defender signed to play with Colorado during Wednesday's National Signing Day. I looked at other schools and honestly, CU just really felt like home. I loved the coaching staff. Um, the program was obviously great and I loved the location. It just really met all my needs. CU went 8-7-5 and five last season. Another Fruit of Monument athlete will play at the D1 level. Wildcats center and long snapper Keen Bessard signed his letter of intent to play at Wisconsin. He says yesterday was a culmination of a long journey through long snapper camps and many practices. I mean, it's definitely all the things come into one. A lot of things, hards and lows, and it's great to feel it all come together and put pen on paper. 
Besser, one of the highest rated long snappers in the country. He was an all-league center for Fruita Monument. Five-star Florida high school cornerback Cormani McLean made it official Wednesday. He's a Colorado Buffalo, the top-rated high school cornerback in the nation. Signed his letter of intent to play for Buffs coach Deion Sanders after McLean flipped his commitment from Miami to CU. McLean is one of two five-star players for the Buffs with Jackson State transfer Travis Hunter, the other one. It's the first time in the history of the program the Buffs have two five-star players. They also have seven four-star players the most in program history. And that's what's happening. Brought to you by ComWest. If you're looking for new business phone systems, surveillance for your business, if you have also uh, IT needs, cybersecurity, backup, and disaster recovery, give ComWest a call today, 970-242-8142. All right, coming up next, we'll talk some buffs, both uh, football recruiting and Colorado taking on Cal tonight. The voice of the Buffaloes, Mark Johnson, will join us next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Touchdown every morning. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team. With us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Yeah, good morning. Always good to be on. Happy day after National Signing Day, Mark. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was a holiday, but I appreciate it. Sure. Well, if we can have, like, National Pancake Day and, you know, good point. You know National um, Fez Day and, you know, all those kind of things, why why not a, a, a National Signing Day? Make, make it a... a, a a national why not just make it a national holiday okay let's you just do that there, there's got to be somebody i was going to say you know down in denver but uh, maybe there's somebody in washington dc we can make contact with and make this happen because i'm liking the way you're thinking this morning yeah any chance to have a just another day off i'm i'm totally in favor of that, that whole idea <laughs> although i was with uh, i was with coach prime last night uh he, he says he doesn't take days off so you know maybe maybe, okay. maybe you and i are soft or even thinking that way I don't oh know. I know. Why do you have to say that? Now, now I'm feeling guilty, Mark. I know. Made me feel bad last night too because I enjoy a day off just like anybody else. Exactly. Exactly. Well, okay. You had the chance to to talk with Coach Prime. Was this the the first opportunity to to sit down and talk with him a little bit? Well, uh, yeah. And and to say, it, it, technically, it was a one on one conversation, but I was sitting in front of a you know a few hundred people. Okay. So. Uh, it was one of those kind of deals. They had a little after the press conference yesterday. They had a deal for. Oh, I don't know, 350 or 400, whatever it was, uh, boosters and donors uh, at the St. Julian last night. So he and I were up on stage and did a little, little Q&A for, I don't know, I'm going to guess 20 minutes or 25 minutes, whatever it was. And so, yeah, we uh, so we sat and talked about the, the whole recruiting thing and, you know, being the coach and all that. And so, uh, yeah, that's where he dropped that uh, we don't take days off kind of thing. But he went snowmobiling up by Vail, so he did take a day off. Come on. Come on, Coach Prime. Well, you know, I think it's all depending on how you're going to define it. Right, uh, you know, they, because he may be saying that that was part of the whole deal. I mean, this is part of part of being Coach Prime and and you know promoting uh, our program and how great Colorado is. So yeah, I guess it all depends on how you want to. Uh, yeah, you know, I think you and I were probably thinking of taking a taking a day off and you know laying around a little bit, relaxing. Sure. And uh, you know he's he's got the nose to the grindstone all the time. Yeah, he's yeah he's out he's out there snowmobiling. He's you know pressing the flesh. He's learning more about Colorado. It's it's part of the job. It's it's not it's not fun. It's not recreating. That's that's part of the job when he goes and does something like that. Well, they they've done a sensational job in in the you know six weeks you know that this has all come together. The two five star recruits, first in Colorado football history, seven four star players, the most in in any CU class ever. 
20, uh, number 21 ranking nationally, number four ranked transfer class. I mean, those are some impressive marks for this Colorado program on, like I said, a very short uh, time that, that he's been on the Boulder campus. Well, it's, it's really quite startling, to be honest with you, because the way they jumped into this thing and, and how quickly you can put a class like that together, I'm, I'm kind of interested now, okay, well, what are you going to do when you've got a running start at it? Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, because that, that, that's awful. Most of the time when a coach takes over a program, that, for, that first recruiting class, you know, it, they do the best they can to cobble something together. They, they pick up what the last staff had put together and, you know, maybe lose a couple of guys because the coaching change in there, maybe add a couple of guys. But, yeah, it's, it's generally, you know, one of those, you know, like I said, it's kind of a, a half class or, uh, you know, at least, a, at least a little blip of the radar, if you will. And, and so for him to do what he has done here, I, I think is extremely impressive, and it just speaks to, you know, kind of the power of prime, if you will, I guess. I, I like that, the power of prime. I, that they're, you're going to have to get that to the C marketing people. If they have an art, the, the power of prime, that's got to be out there. And you need to get a cut, Mark. You've got to get a cut. Make sure that uh, the tape, when is the tape rolling there on the show? Tape is rolling. It's always rolling, Mark. Got that for posterity so that when it does pop up, they can go, you know what, Johnson said that first. Yeah, exactly. Give him his cut. Give him his royalties on it. It just came to me. You know, it just, out of nowhere, it just came to me, the power of prime. That's pretty darn good. we gotta, we got to make sure that we uh, at least trademark that for us. I like that. Anything I can do to help, Mark, I'll be glad to do that. I'll, be, I'll send the tape to whoever I need to send the tape to. To, to, to verify it. Uh, the spring game is going to be on uh, the, the 22nd of April, so uh, the, the black and gold uh, day on Saturday the 22nd. They'll have the inter-squad game at 1 o'clock. You'll be out there for that. And, and so uh, all this work starts to lead toward the, that spring game. Uh, now that we have the two different signing periods, December and now you know the, the traditional signing day yesterday, yesterday, now the signing day kind of becomes a little bit of the leftovers, the, the kids had kind of waited to decide, and, and those kind of things, and it's more of a recap of the entire recruiting process. Yeah. But with more uh, Cormani McLean yesterday, he put his you know, the pen to paper or finger to the tablet or, or that what, however he filled out his yeah. paperwork. That that's a rarity where you have a five star guy now that actually signs on National Signing Day. You know, one thing we're finding out, and it, it, it's a rarity. It's it's very it's it's kind of the exception, not the rule. But you know, I think it was Gary Barnett who a couple of years ago here we were talking about the way this uh, you know uh, recruiting and signing period is is unfolding now in college football. And he said maybe expect more guys to do that. And and, and so uh, you know, I said, well, coach, uh, explain it to me. And he said, well, here's the deal. There there's some of these guys that kind of like uh, the, the attention of that, or maybe they're not exactly sure. And so once you get through the defend December signing day, and, and now all of a sudden there's fewer players out there that haven't signed, there's almost a second recruitment that comes then. Uh, you know, if you can follow the logic there, okay, you know, everyone kind of signs on, on the December date. Now all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to get a lot of love from a lot. Now I'm going to get, there's going to be other coaches and maybe other programs I hadn't heard from coming. Now, maybe that's not the case with a guy like Romani McClain, who's the number one corner in the country. But we may start seeing a little bit more of that simply because of what happens after the December date. But that's an awful big name yesterday. And one of the guys who was with us last night at that deal, uh, I had both uh, the coordinators up on stage. So Charles Kelly, who came in from Alabama, was up there. And uh, it just so happened that uh, uh, Travis Hunter was at this deal last night. Cormani obviously was not. And, and so I, I said to him, I said, th- think about the defensive possibilities when you've got Travis Hunter on one side of the back end of your defense, Cormani McClain on the other. And he talked about how, you know, flexible you can get uh, when you've got those kind of athletes. That really is 
that was just on paper right now. We all understand that. We haven't seen the, the two of them on, on the field at the same time. That's an awful impressive possibility right there of putting those two, the, the number one uh, you know, cornerback recruits in the last two years who are Deion Sanders-like in terms of their, their, their man cover ability and what you can do defensively when you've got a couple of guys like that. that that's kind of impressive and really exciting to think about uh, you know, when, you, you know, when you lay that out on paper. Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, joining us today as he does every Thursday. And Colorado has Cal tonight. We'll talk about that uh, second matchup of the season between uh, the Buffs and uh, the Bears uh, coming up in a little bit. I, I guess, Mark, just uh, you know, some, some final thoughts about uh, this recruiting class for Colorado now that it's uh, in the books and you're going to get a chance to start talking about some of these guys. mentioned the, the, the transfer portal has been obviously huge for, for yeah. Coach Prime. Uh, just, I guess just some, some general thoughts about this uh, putting a bow on this recruiting class. Well, I, I was impressed with what they did overall, obviously, but, but you, you really look at what they did up front uh, on both sides of the ball, and I don't remember all the names you know, that were on there, but sure. uh, they, they addressed that area very quickly. And, and they, one thing that Sean, or Sean Lewis, rather, the offense coordinator, said last night, he said, we went to, with the old guys, he said, in many respects, up front, uh, you know, with, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. They went and got a lot of transfer guys who played a lot of football. He brought one of the biggest guys in the class, the guy that, that Sean Lewis brought with him, or, or I should say the guy followed him from Kent State. Uh, and, and so they addressed those needs, which is awful impressive. And, you know, I think that's where everything's got to start. And Deion Sanders has talked about that uh, over the last uh, couple of months that he's been here. And so j- just the way they went about it and how they addressed essentially everything they need. They had so many, so many holes in this roster they addressed it all, and that, that's the thing that's been awful impressive. And so, oh, and by the way, uh, Coach Prime Leistat also said, don't think this is done. After spring ball, he made the point, there are going to be a number of guys out there, the transfer portal, that you know, look at this set of circumstances and say, maybe, maybe I don't like her, or maybe I don't see the playing time I'm looking for, or maybe this isn't unfolding, maybe they, there's a couple of other guys you know, in my position I've got to deal with. He said, so that transfer portal is going to get full once again when we get through spring ball. So, once we're into, in towards the end of the semester, end of April, early May, he said, don't be surprised if we go out and find some more guys. And so you know, this is, that's why this whole thing has changed, Jim. It really is fascinating with what's going on uh, in college football and how you can address your needs that way. And, and so anyway, he, he basically said this isn't done yet. So yeah, awful impressive uh, on many fronts of how they've kind of addressed uh, all of the needs this roster had. Yeah, it's almost like a, another wave of free agency. When yeah. after the spring, after spring games, where like you said, guys, you know, find out, hey, maybe this isn't working out. I'm I'm buried in you know third in the depth chart, fourth in the depth chart. I'm going to go someplace else where I'm I'm going to have the chance to play. And it is, it's yeah. almost it's almost like an, another free agent period that you know that we've never had in college football until the last couple of years. And, and take advantage of it right now because I I do think it needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Listen, there's a reason in the NFL you've got you've got free agency period and it's during one period. Period. That's it, right? And, and right now, this thing just kind of stretches forever, and and I do think that's got to be addressed at some point. That hey, listen, the transfer portal is there. There's purpose for it. You know, the idea behind it was that you gave players some some uh, freedom to move around, but you know, we, we can't just kind of have this open-ended thing that you know, just at any time you just decide willy-nilly. Okay, I mean, I need to jump now, and so that's probably going to be addressed at some point in time. But what? But being that it's open right now, take advantage of it. Absolutely. See you, voice Mark Johnson with us today on the Team Sports Network. One final Buffs football question. Uh, Mike Zimmer, Willie Taggart, there was rumors they were going to join the staff. Then nothing happened, and now it looks like they're going to join the staff. 
are you hearing more about the role Zimmer and Taggart will play on Coach Prime's staff? No, I, I haven't. I, you know, in fact, I wish that was, should have been something. I, Steve, thank you for the reminder. I should have asked him that last night. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I don't know exactly what those guys are, are would be doing. I mean, that staff is so substantial the way it is right now. You know, and, and the, the various rules. In fact, they, there's been some rules created that I haven't seen at the college level. You know, before you know, chief of staff and and these kind of things. So I don't know exactly what those guys would be doing. Um, you know, I don't know if they come in as his analysts, as you see frequently around college football, or what that means. But I was kind of surprised at this late juncture when I saw that deal about uh, Mike Zimmer that, that that he may still be coming. And and you know, it, it seems that the, the anyway from what I've seen out there, the Willie Taggart stuff's a little bit less emphasized than the Mike Zimmer stuff is, but. You know, listen, this is a whole new world. You know, we've talked about that over and over. This is a whole new world. It's a whole new uh, approach to things. And, and so I'm not really surprised by anything. I just kind of sit back and watch it all develop. And, and uh, you know, that it's going to be done deal by the time we get to September 2nd, that first football game. But, yeah, if, if that does happen, there's just more guys coming in with more, uh, you know, experience and, and loads of experience. You know, when I had Sean Lewis on, on stage last night, I said to him, I said, Sean, you were a head coach. You had total control over everything. Guys just don't leave that to become coordinators. Why, why did you do this? And, and he said, I just I love the opportunity. The vision that, that Coach Prime lays out was just, he said, it's something I couldn't turn down. And so when you see guys like Mike Zimmer, who's been a head coach in the NFL, Willie Taggart's been a head coach uh, at the college level, you know, wanting to jump on ship, it, it, it just, I, you know, again, go back to the power of Prime, right? I mean, this guy seems, he could sell, you know, what's the old line? He could sell ice to you know, people living in North, on the North Pole. I mean, it, it's it's really a heck of a deal, and it's fascinating to watch. So I, I guess they're coming, and uh, you know I haven't anything official at this point in time. But we'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean Charles Johnson, Buffs great at you know the quarterback spot. Calls him the the Black Bill McCartney. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I've heard I've heard more of that that kind of uh, comparison. I was doing a show yesterday. A guy brought it up, and I said, you know, I haven't spent nearly as much time around Prime as I have around uh, Mac. But you know, there, there's the one thing I'll say is this. There is a dynamic nature about that personality. You know, there are the legendary stories about Bill McCartney walking into a living room and, you know, you think that, well, uh, Rashawn Salaam's the prime one, where, where Rashawn told a story uh, back in the day where there was no way that, that he thought that Bill McCartney could make a sales pitch to his mother that, that she would buy. He thought it was just a waste of time that this guy from Colorado was coming in. And, and by the time, you know, the uh, coach walked out the door. The door shut behind him, and, and, and Rashawn's mother looked at him and said, "You're playing for that man." And and so, you know, there there seems to be that similar quality of that uh, force of personality that Mac had that that uh, Coach Prime's got as well. So yeah, it's it's fascinating to watch. See you, voice Mark Johnson, with us today on the Team Sports Network. We flip it from Buffs football to CU basketball. Buffs right now twelve and eleven overall, four and eight in the Pac twelve, and. Got Cal tonight, Mark. Uh, second meeting of the season between the two. Last time uh, out at Berkeley, uh, a game that I don't think any of us thought the Buffs would lose because uh, they had been on a roll heading into that a little bit with the win at Stanford uh, the night or a couple nights before. Yep. But they lose 80 to 76 out there. And look, as far as making the NCAA tournament, it's they're going to have to win the Pac 12 tournament to. For that to happen, that's not going to be easy uh, by any stretch of the imagination. They're they're in a they're in a bad spot when it comes to that. It's been it's been a disappointing season. I think that's that's safe to say for Tad Boyle in Colorado. No, there's no doubt. Yeah, there's no other way to say it. I mean, to make the tournament now, you've got what eight games remaining. 
you know, that net number has, because of the schedule they played, has been relatively strong as it continues to be. But, yeah, you're, you're on the outside looking in without question. Now you've got some big games coming up. You've got Utah twice. You've got USC and UCLA at home. You've got to play at Arizona. So there's great opportunity. But the way the, the inconsistency with which the way this team has played has really been frustrating. I mean, I think if you're Tad Boy, you're, you're, you're yanking your hair right now trying to figure this thing out because it's <clears throat> we had him on the show the other night, and I said, you know, Ted, it might be a little bit easier to analyze this thing if you had one thing. If you just said, we cannot take care of the basketball. You know, we're, we're, just, we're the most turnover-prone team in America. It's awful, and, and you know, it, it's killing us this season. Well, that has been the case at times. It's just not the consistent problem. You know, there have been other times when the rebounding hasn't been there, or, uh, you know, the, the offense, they haven't been able to finish very well, or, you know, they haven't had the sharpness and maybe the intensity on defense at times. I mean, it's really, it's a different thing all over the court at different times, and that's what makes it so frustrating. <clears throat> right now you've got Tristan De Silva playing at a very high level. Uh, his running mate out there, K.J. Simpson, who's a wildly talented player, as we well know, has kind of disappeared here the last five games. He's one of his last 20 from downtown, I think, Oh, if memory serves those two games in Oregon last week, and he was, was it 4 of 26 or 3 of 26 in the field? I mean, it, it's, it's amazing how things kind of fall apart in different areas, and that's what makes it so tough. And that's what tells you that what Tad's dealing with is, you know, an issue between the ears here that, that they, they can't seem to get figured out. And it's, yeah, it's, it's very frustrating. But right now, they've been as up and down as anybody in the country, and uh, they haven't been blown out. I mean, there's not a game this year where they've really been blown out. Uh, most games are, you know, a couple of possessions or one possession. And, and so it, it really is a disappointing and frustrating deal because you can see how good they can be when they, when they are at the top of their game. They're fantastic. And, you know, right now, what Tennessee, I think, is number one of the net, and they beat them earlier this year. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a frustrating deal, and unlike one I've seen in a long, long time. And I know it's, uh, it's frustrating for the coach. Yeah, I mean, that, that one against Tennessee – Texas A and M when they were both nationally ranked, uh, you know, back in you know no, or, you know, back in early no, you know, mid November. Yep. I mean, it seems like that was that was a long time ago. And you're right, there's there's still opportunity, but boy, it's it the, the margin of error is oh, yeah. paper thin right now for the well, Buffs. Let's be honest, Jim. Here we're talking about the NCAA tournament, which they've got a boatload of work in order to get there. I mean, they got these these marquee games they've got coming up. They've got they've got to take care of those and win those ball games. But at this point, you're even looking at the NIT and saying, hey, I'm right. not sure. Yeah. You know, if you continue to play this way, there's no way you're in the NIT. And so they've got, they've got work to do on every single front. Mark, have a great call tonight. Uh, always appreciate the time. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, Jim. Take care. All right. Mark Johnson, Voice of the Buffaloes, joining us in the program this morning. Always appreciate Mark coming on. Uh, always great insight into what's going on with the CU Buffs uh, football and basketball. And Great to have a chance last night to spend some time with Coach Prime. Yeah. Up on stage. One-on-one with, what do you say, 60-some of their closest friends? <laughs> exactly. All right, 738. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Text or call us, 970-242-1340. It's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And speaking of Coach Prime, first want to thank Denver 7 for putting this YouTube video in mono only. That was very nice of them. Good job, guys. And so we put it in stereo for your listening pleasure, Coach Prime on the bus recruiting class. 67 recruits from 24, 25, 26, and 27 over the two days. Recruits visited from 15 states, and they 
um, bald. I'm sure some of you done reports on them, three and four stars, even though I don't give a darn about a star, these kids can flat out play and they uh, are who we think they are. Um, signing class newcomers, 42 new scholarship players to date, which is incredible. 29 are already in, in already enrolled in the spring. Um, six new walk-ons. Uh, one played for me in high school, and he, I can't wait to see how he comes about. He's phenomenal. Um, there are 35 newcomers on the spring football roster. Um, six spring walk-ons, 47 newcomers in 2023 to date. Um, newcomers from 16 different states and two countries, which is awesome. 16 states uh, is the most in CU's history. 13 in, uh, way back in 78 when I had hair. There you go. There's CU's in resume. 78 when I had hair. Yep. When Coach uh, Prime, who still had hair in the 90s, by the he way. Did. He had some he pretty did. good hair. But uh, there you go. There's a little uh, resume rundown. It's an impressive one. For the CU uh, Primalos. You think he'll ask for a change of uh, the mascot name to Primalos? Maybe they'll just put some, you know, jewelry, a little bling. Do kids still call it that? Maybe, maybe the headband sure. on Ralphie. You know, I, I just look. I like Mark's power of prime. Yeah, he he needs to get some cash off of that. He almost lost me. It sounded very math-ish early on, but I, I'm starting to come around to power of prime. The power of prime. Yeah. All right, we will take a break. We'll come back. And uh, Palisade High School had a couple of, well, actually had three football players sign yesterday. And we'll talk to two of them, uh, Alexander Everett and also uh, Malachi Espinoza. That's coming up next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network online at theteam1340.com. Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The Team. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us, Jim and the Buckeye Boy, today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. If you have something you want to react to today, comment on Sean Payton becoming the Broncos' next head coach. Got the uh, meme from um, Mike and Scottsdale, the three Spider-Men. You know, Payton, Payton, Payton. <laughs> Since you have George Payton, spelled with a mm-hmm. T, you have Payton Manning. E-Y. And they got Sean Payton. A-Y. A-Y. The Payton, Payton, Payton's places. Exactly. Now over with the Broncos. All right, 744. And uh, yesterday was National Signing Day. And uh, joining us right now, we're going to talk with Palisade Bulldogs quarterback Malachi Espinoza, who signed his letter to play at Western Colorado University. Malachi, I appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Congratulations on signing yesterday, and I know for for you that uh, for any football player, it's an exciting moment to do that. You're not the biggest guy in the world, but I think as time went along, you started to get a little bit bigger, and you started to kind of come to the realization that hey, you know, with my speed, that I have the ability to go play college football. Kind of take us through that a little bit, because I said for for the the guys that are smaller players out there, you're an inspiration because. You're the kind of guy that you can, they, they can develop into and have that opportunity to go play at the college level, even though you're not six five and two fifty. Yeah, man. Uh, for me, it's just all heart, you know. It's all about you got to outwork everybody. You know, everyone that's bigger than me has an advantage. So I basically got to outwork you and beat you in your own game. You know, so 
Yeah, I think what was the phrase you used? Height or heart over height. And that's uh, that's something that's been a, a good mantra for you. I mean, running that offense, running the, the triple option. I mean, no matter, no matter how big or how small you are, Malachi, you got to be a tough son of a gun to run Joe Romano's offense. Yes, sir. I really like the offense, and I really think it's a good fit for me. I think that's why I excelled so much in the offense. So, yeah. Malachi Espinoza joining us today. Uh, he is signed to play at Western Cutter University, and you're not going to go there to play quarterback, but you're hoping to catch some passes, Malachi. It sounds like maybe slot receiver, maybe running back, maybe kind of a hybrid. Those are things that are a possibility for you. Yeah, they want me to go in for running back, but he said I'll play a little slot receiver too. Playing, I'll play anywhere they really want me, so yeah. For you, I mean, you're going to a program in Western that's had success. Jas Baines has done a fantastic job coaching the Mountaineers. And I know something in, in the local paper that you made the comment about that the way they do things there is similar to how Coach Romano runs the Palisade program. Kind of take us through the similarities between the two programs in terms of the, 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 the attention to detail and just kind of the, the approach that they have with their football programs. Yeah, man. So they're really strict and they expect a lot of you. And that's just something I really like about them. And, you know, you got to be able to work hard to earn your spot and you've got to earn it. There's nothing given over there. So something I really like and I feel like I succeed in those kind of atmospheres more. And overall, they know how to win. And that's all I'm all about is winning. So, yeah. What are some things that that maybe Coach Coach Baines has talked to you about or somebody else on the staff when they're recruiting you in terms of things they'd like to see you work on? as you get ready to go to Gunnison and play for the Mountaineers? Yeah, man, just obviously getting bigger, you know. If I want to go in as running back, probably got to put like 10, 15 pounds on a muscle before I go in June, July, you know, and just getting faster. Overall, just getting better at everything I do, you know, because I'm going to go there, be prepared, and be better than all the new recruits. I'm going to have an advantage over everyone, so. Palisade quarterback Malachi Espinosa. He was a second-team All-State uh, player uh, in, in 3A this past season for the Palisade Bulldogs. So we'll now move on to, to Western Colorado and play running back for the Mountaineers. And Nico Moreno, the guy that you know well, your teammate, is going to be playing at Colorado Mesa. So this could be an interesting matchup. Nico might end up uh, making some plays on you down the road uh, when the Mavericks hook up with the Mountaineers. Yeah, man. Uh, played a uh, played each other a couple times on scout team when I played some scout team quarterback in here. And you know, he's a beast. He's a monster. So uh, it's going to be a pretty cool go against him. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to come out on top. So <laughs> I like that. You're, you're firing the first shot here on this. I like that. The initial yeah. smack talking is coming from Malachi Espinosa on this uh, matchup down the road. We're talking with Malachi Espinosa of the Palisade Bulldogs. And were there other schools, Malachi, that, that kind of caught your attention that you talked to and then ultimately deciding on Western? How did, how did the recruiting process play out for you? Yeah, there's only really that three schools that I was kind of interested in. I got an offer from Cornell, who was in Iowa, and then I got one from Western. But then I wanted to kind of go to CMU to stay home, but, you know, they didn't really give me the chance, so now they're just going to have to deal with me. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, you're, they're, they're going to see Malachi Espinosa down the road in a Mountaineer uniform. Well, I, I know that uh, you're going to have a tremendous success at, at Western. I appreciate the time, Malachi, and, and thanks for coming on. And, and uh, we've enjoyed covering your, your high school career. Best of luck up in Gunnison. Is, is Alexander Everett there yet? Has he, has he arrived? Uh, let me check one moment. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. We're going to see if Alexander Everett uh, has made it there to to join us in the program. He is is not here right now. Okay, well, he's going to go to Concordia in Minnesota. That's a D3 school, but I know he 
I believe had shoulder surgery, was able to overcome that, and and had a really good season for Coach Romano. Well, Malachi, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Tell Coach Romano we said hi, and good luck at Western Colorado. Yeah, man, thanks, no problem. Right, take care. Malachi Espinoza of the uh, Palisade Bulldogs. Going, taking a shot at his teammate Nico Moreno. and <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Better hope he doesn't line up. Um, <laughs> um, Malik, I'm just saying, I, I saw Nico last night. Dude's all business. Yeah. It's a big human being. You're fast. Yeah. He is huge. Yeah. I'm not a little human being, and uh, he's a... Felt m- like it, though, didn't He's you? a much bigger human being. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big kid. Yeah, there was, there, there was a few of those guys there last night. Yeah. Trevor Wickery makes me feel like I'm a toddler. Still. Austin Burke, the play to Grand Junction, mm-hmm. uh, made me feel like a little kid. <laughs> it's a big, big Crockett Gilmore, a former NFL tight end, big a lot of big dudes there last night. But we had a lot, had a great time down there, and I'm just thrilled for Miles Haver and uh, the class uh, that uh, he and the staff have put together this year. Forty seven players that uh, they have uh, brought into this year uh, to this year's Maverick roster. So. Coming up, we'll have uh, some of the interviews with Nico Moreno, Cash Walker, and also Devin Hickey, who all signed yesterday with Colorado Mesa. Uh, throughout the morning, we'll sprinkle these in. Uh, Cake was out at uh, Fruit Monument yesterday for their signing day and had a chance to uh, interview some of those folks uh, out there. And uh, we're going to bring you some of those interviews right now as far as uh, the uh, individuals. Got to try to track them down here. He had some uh, quick interviews with the folks out there. Uh, this is with Nate Hallberg, who will play at Franciscan University. He's going to play soccer at Franciscan University. Here's our Tyler Franson with Fruto Monuments, Nate Hallberg. I'm talking right now with Nate Hallberg. Nate's going to be playing soccer at Franciscan University. Congratulations, first of all. And what made you choose Franciscan University? Um, I visited there last fall, and um, the atmosphere is really good there. I really like the coaches and the players on the team and that just really led me to choose them. When you first got to visit there, what was your impression of the campus? What was your impression of the program, the athletic department? What was your overall feel, and and what what vibe did you get that said, yeah, I want to go here? Um, It was a really beautiful campus. Um, While we were walking around the campus, all the the students would always say hi while you're walking past, and um, everyone there just seemed such, such nice people. So, obviously, the next question then is, besides soccer, what are you going to pursue? What's your uh, major going to be when you get to Franciscan? Um, I think I'm going to do accounting. Work good with numbers then? Yeah. Very good. Well, congratulations and uh, best of luck to you going forward. Thank you. All right. That is Nate Hallberg of the Fruit of Monument Wildcats signing to play soccer at Franciscan University. Uh, also yesterday, Tyler had the chance to talk with Reagan McKee. We'll play soccer at Nebraska Kearney. Talking with Regan McKee for the Monument Wildcat, and now a University of Nebraska Kearney Loper going to be going out to play soccer. Congratulations, Regan. Thank you. So, uh, first of all, obvious question, what made you decide to go to Kearney? I really liked the school. I liked how it wasn't too big, and like the class sizes were kind of smaller, so that was a big pro. Um, actually, one of the girls that played for my club goes there, so I know her. And the athletic facility was beautiful, and it was great, and I really liked it. And you mentioned the class sizes are small, so obviously academics part of it. Yeah. What are you going to be majoring in when you get there? I'm actually undecided. I have no idea yet, but 
hopefully I figure it out soon. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, you're going to be going out to play soccer. What is it about the soccer program in particular that you really enjoyed when you were visiting there? What it was the coaching like? Just describe to me the general feeling you got when you f were first seeing the soccer program there. The team dynamic was great. All of the girls got along. All of them were very welcoming to all the incoming recruits. The coach was great. He was welcoming as well. It was very nice. Yeah. Well, congratulations once again. Best of luck to you. Thank you so much. All right, that's Reagan McKee, uh, the Fruit of Monument Wildcats soccer team. They uh, had a couple of players off that team, uh, uh, Kyla Selietta, who also signed at the University of Colorado. You'll hear from her coming up later on uh, in the program. All right, so text or call us today, 970-242-1340. Busy show, day after National Signing Day. Uh, lots of uh, our interviews with uh, area athletes. We'll also bring you those interviews we had from last night at the uh, Cutter Mesa Signing Day event down at the Blue Moon. We talked with Cash Walker and Devin Hickey and uh, Nico Moreno, so that'll be coming up next hour in the program. Also, uh, Fruit of Monument High School, they have their uh, Athletic Hall of Fame coming up on Tuesday when the uh, Wildcat basketball teams take on Montrose. And we're going to talk with Shane Unfred, who is a uh, teammate of the late Danny Doyle, who will be going into uh, the Hall of Fame posthumously coming up on Tuesday. So we'll have that uh, conversation for you. Plus, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week as a busy 8 o'clock hour heads our way. So text or call us, 970-242-1340. Also next hour, your chance to win with a case of New Belgium beer from High Country Beverage. All right, Chick-fil-A, breakfast team phone lines open for you right now, 970-242-1340. Jim the Buckeye Boy, it's the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.